And that's just what it is. So, Zach, I guess I started off with the losers since you did the winners. I, I go ahead with one of my losers here as I put up the list. I got um the – oh, shoot. I got the Bears. Let's start off with the Bears, please. Oh, God. The most polarizing, Ooh. fascinating, interesting debate show is live yeah. in the huddle. So, Zach – I guess I started off with the losers since you did the winners. I, I go ahead with one of my losers here as I put up the list. I got um the – oh, shoot. I got the Bears. Let's start off with the Bears, please. Oh, God. You know, um, they're not doing Justin Fields good. I, I'm not really a fan, and I know you're not either, Zach. We'll be here all day. We, I'm not a fan of guys requesting trades so early in their careers. But if Justin Fields today came out and said, I wanted to be traded, I'd be like, right on, brother. Yeah, go ahead, bro. The balls of you, but I love it. He needs to request a trade and get up out of there. It's not working. You know, um, when you have a young quarterback, where you're drafted to is the most important thing. If you're not drafted to a situation that you can succeed, you're not going to succeed. And they traded away Allen Robinson. It's not like Allen Robinson was using his offense. I think he's a great wide receiver, but he just wasn't used. In this offense, they trade him. They didn't even fill that void. They got a guy in the third round that goes by the name of, who's this guy? Velas Jones. Okay, Velas Jones. That's the guy they got in the third round. Guy's about to be a bus. Okay, first of all, might be driving the bus. Might be driving a school bus in a couple years. Um, You got that dude. Donald Mooney, I like the dude, but come on. Donald Mooney, that's the only guy you got over there. Offensive line still needs work. You lost a young guard over there. They need to do better for Justin Fields. When you look at what everybody else is doing and you talk about, you know, guys like the Jets, teams like the Jets building around Zach Wilson, I think they did a great job, you know, building that team to make sure he succeed. Even Trevor Lawrence, say what you want about the Jaguars and the moves they made this offseason and overpaying for guys, but they still did their best the way how they know how to do their best for Trevor Lawrence. I don't see the same energy with Justin Fields, and unfortunately that might be reflective on his career. Um, another team I throw at you, Zach, is the Cowboys. Um, you know, <laughs> I think because they got worse today than they did last year. You know, um, when you lose a guy like Amari Cooper, and I'm not mad at the salary dump. It was ma- basically a salary dump thing why they traded Amari Cooper. I get it. I get the logistics of the contract and not wanting to have that receiver that's not always bringing in that dog mentality, making all that money. But you didn't respond. Like, you didn't add and fill that void. You also got a guy, Mike Gallup, who I like, but is coming off an ACL injury, which means, you know, to start up the year, C.D. Lamb is going to have to be that number one wide receiver. I don't think he's the number one wide receiver. At least he didn't show it yet with some of the drops. So um, I don't see them getting better. You know, I think Dak Prescott is a guy that you need to have the best roster. Like, he needs the Dolphins roster for him to really succeed. And even then, he still fell short of expectations. And that's why I come to playoffs last year, and I'm seeing them losing to the 49ers. And literally, like, the 49ers didn't put up no points in the second half. They still lost the game. That's why everybody was looking sour like that, because they knew guys were going to be more expensive, and they knew they roster wasn't going to be the same and as reflective as we have in this conversation right now. They also lost Cedric Wilson, a guy, like I said, that I like in the last take. So um, they lose that guy. So, yeah, I go with the Cowboys at number two at number three I'm going this is tough I might go to Steelers at number three and this for these couple of reasons number one the draft was a microcosm of the quarterback class and how people view the quarterback class it's not an elite class at least on paper and at least how people view it and it, it was looking like Kenny Pickett 
could have been got in the second round. Like the Steelers could have got that same guy in the second round. I don't think they made the best decision taking him because number one, they could have got him for a much cheaper price. And number two, I still got my questions. You know, the guy came and shake my hand, bro. Guy got small hands. You know what I'm saying? He wear gloves all the time as Richard Sherman pointed out on his podcast. You know, you can't trust a guy that's always wearing gloves. I mean, even in the dome, the brother is going to be wearing gloves. I mean, that, that worries me. And, you know, having small hands, when you get hit by that blind side, a, a sack that you didn't see coming, that ball is coming out. It, it's, it's literally coming out. I'm expecting to see a lot of fumbles. Um, and I just think even though they needed a quarterback, I think if you would have took that risk, you should have took a cheaper route to that risk play. George Pickens, I know I had the guy on my list as my top five wide receivers in the class. This is before I did my extensive background research about this dude. Um, Mans is a thug, so they're going to have to watch out for that. And a lot of people say that Mike Tomlin is this no BS type of coach. I don't see it. You know, I think he's a player's coach. And having a player's coach and ultimate personalities, that's not a good mix. Look what happened with Antonio Brown. He's not a no-nonsense guy, but he's He's, uh, should I say, he puts up with the nonsense, but he's a players coach. There's a fine line of a difference there. And I think uh, taking a guy like that comes with a whole lot of risk. And right now I'm not looking at that risk as a reward because uh, the guy's going to be a character. He's probably going to be suspended a couple of times. I hope the guy changed. You know, I'm not throwing negative energy out there or trying to, but it is what it is, bro. It's on film. I think one of the things that you have to do when you draft guys is not only look at their talent, but look at their character. That's as most, most important as well as the talent. So I think they failed in that department. So that's why I'm going to go to Steelers at number three. They still a good ran organization. So, you know, we could be reflecting back and them making the playoffs when they're not supposed to. And Lil, you're wrong. I'll take the, the L. But um, that's just my thoughts. The Steelers, the Bears, and who else I got here? And the Cowboys on my three losers. Yeah, before I get to mine quickly, I'll address the Steelers, man. I, I disagree. I actually think that Kenny Pickett, specifically in Pittsburgh, is a really good fit because next year, or this year, I should say, if the Steelers would have went into the season with Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph, like that's a loser off season. That is something that is unacceptable. But now, even though Kenny Pickett might've been a little overdrafted, I agree with you in most years, he's not a first round pick, but I think the Steelers needed a quarterback badly. And I think with the talent around him and they did a good job adding Pickens. And uh, I have another name I'll drop for you in a second, but even Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson is going to be playing for a contract. Their offensive line is full of young guys with more experience, getting better. Fryermuth at tight end. I think this team was a quarterback away. Plus, we know how good their defense is. Mike Tomlin could win nine games with us playing quarterback. Uh, and I do think Kenny Pickett, like, it's not – my thing with Malik Willis was he was never – I never saw him play a good game in college, especially against the good teams. Like, Kenny Pickett – he has his flaws, but he was a top three quarterback in college football last year. He was a Heisman finalist. He won Pitt, the ACC. So I think playing in a familiar place like Pittsburgh, playing for a coach like Mike Tomlin, I actually really like the fit and the name to watch. I know they drafted Pickens. He is very talented, and I think an organization organized like Pittsburgh could be a good fit for him. That might be what he needed. But remember the name, Calvin Austin III from Memphis. He is a speedster. He could fly, and I think in Pittsburgh, he could be that big-time playmaker they're looking for. I believe he was a third-round pick from Memphis, wide receiver Calvin Austin. Remember the name. Before we go to commercial, because we run running on time, and before I deflect the mic to you, one team that I also will put in this honorable mention here, and I was going back and forth between them and the Steelers, is the Panthers. And primarily because 
of them missing out on their quarterback. Like, when I mean their quarterback, I'm talking about a legit quarterback in Deshaun Watson. They should have brought Deshaun Watson home. You know, I know Deshaun Watson's coming with a lot of allegations, but he's coming with a lot of talent as well. That could have changed the outlook on this team, and now they probably have to opt to look into Baker, Nick Foles, or Jimmy Garoppolo, guys that comes with a lot of baggage. So I think by them missing the quarterback, knowing damn well they were one of the teams that needed the quarterback the most, that's where, um, you know, they lost for me. But, Zach, we'll be back after these brief messages. Welcome back in the huddle. Can you dig sports radio? My name is Zach Kroll, along with my guy, The Real Lil. And we are here today talking about our most improved and our most disappointing, the teams that we thought got worse uh, during this offseason. Uh, Lil started off giving out his list of his uh, biggest losers uh, this offseason. And uh, without further ado, here we go. Here's mine. I am with you on the Chicago Bears. I just think Justin uh, Fields is just not in a very good position to succeed right now. And to me, what's so fascinating is right last year at this time, we spoke a lot about on this show, like Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace. These guys are fighting for their jobs and they drafted Justin Fields, hoping that he would be the guy that puts the Bears over the top and uh, ultimately let them stay in Chicago a little bit longer. But just the way they handled the situation last year from the beginning, it was just very questionable. The Bears were never going to win games with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. When he came in, he wasn't perfect. He looked a little bit overwhelmed at times. But man, like I would have just started him from the beginning. You know that it wouldn't have gone perfect. He would have, you know, thrown a, a, a handful of interceptions. You know, he would have had some good and bad moments. But that's what happens as a rookie. And then this year, this new regime, they fire Nagy, they fire Pace, they hire Ryan uh, Poles, they bring in Matt Eberfuss to be the coach from the Colts. And Ryan Poles has really done nothing to show me that he believes that Justin Fields is the Bears' long-term quarterback of the future. And, like, this is where things get dicey. Like, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, you know, they drafted Justin Fields in hopes that he would save their job. But now this new GM, Ryan Poles, the Bears didn't have a first-round pick, obviously, and they're drafting defensive players in the second and third round. Mooney, I agree with you, is a good player, but you can't only rely on him. Cole Komet, like, he's not getting the job done at tight end. Uh, Their offensive line is not very good, and, like, I like Justin Fields. I think he could be a really good player in this league, but the Bears have just not done justice by him, and uh, they're just not going to be good this year, man, and it has nothing to do with their quarterback, I think, which is pretty unfortunate. His development, it's going to be delayed. It's not fair to him, and uh, the Bears, I think, are in a tough spot. They haven't supported him. They are my first losers. <laughs> my second losers, Lil, you know I had to do it, the Arizona Cardinals. We could talk a lot about, you know, this move, that move, this player for this much money. All I know is I feel much worse now about the Arizona Cardinals than I did when the season ended last year, which is pretty bad because the season ended in horrendous fashion for the Cardinals last year. Kyler Murray says he wants to be a Cardinal for the long term, but his actions don't suggest that. His actions tell me that he wants to be moved. And they lost DeAndre Hopkins for six games. They trade for Hollywood Brown, the number 23 pick. Like the only reason they did that was because he played with Kyler. Why not go trade for A.J. Brown? Like, if you're going to give up a first-round pick, like, I think A.J. is significantly a better player than Hollywood, and the only reason they made that trade was because they were trying to appease their franchise quarterback that's been acting like a drama queen since the offseason started, which is just brutal. So I'm out on Arizona. You know that. There weren't moves made this offseason that's going to make me feel any better about them. Arizona uh, would be my second loser of the offseason. And number three, this is another one where there are a ton of options to go with, but I'm going to go with the Titans. 
And it's unfortunate because they trade A.J. Brown. They were not willing to pay him. A.J. made it very clear. Um, you know, he wanted a certain price. The Titans were not willing to go there. And I like Traylon Burks. I think he's going to be a good player eventually, but it's unreasonable to think that he's ultimately going to be replacing him. And last year, it's crazy because Derrick Henry was hurt, but the Titans caught some breaks last year. Like They were the number one seed in the AFC, and their defense had nine sacks in the playoff game against the Bengals, and they couldn't win because Ryan Tannehill just choked. One of the worst games I've ever seen played in the playoffs by a quarterback, especially for a team that had the number one seed. The Colts get better, and I still respect Mike Vrabel a lot. I'm not even counting them out. I still think they can make the playoffs, but one thing I know for sure is that Tennessee is not as good a team now as they were when the season ended. So those would be my three main losers from the offseason. Chicago, Arizona, Tennessee. Yeah, so just to... To quickly respond to at least two of those teams that you have on your list, we can start off with the Arizona Cardinals. I see the route that you're going in, so I'm not opposed to the creativity of the take, even though I think there's about five, six teams that you possibly could have put over them. I'm not opposed to it because obviously the contract situation didn't get any better, so that's an L in its um, standpoint. The Hopkins suspension is another L that they took in the offseason. Even with the addition of Marquise Brown, it's still an L not having that guy. But that's why you make that move for Marquise Brown. I know the argument could be made as you made it up a couple times. Why not trade for A.J. Brown? Um, I would have traded for A.J. Brown too. Don't get me wrong. Let me make that clear. But um, I think there's something valuable, um, as we see in the NFL, with pairing quarterbacks with former college teammates. I think we saw that firsthand with Joe Burrow and um, my guy, Jamal Chase. We saw that how that connection just instantly was just like this. It didn't really take an adjustment period. And we saw how that happened. You also see um, other quarterbacks getting another their guys as well. I forgot there's another tandem of college quarterbacks. Jalen Waddle um, and, and Tua. There's even more. We've seen a lot of those um, quarterbacks with former teammates and maybe – of course, A.J. Brown is a better play, but maybe they feel more comfortable with Brown and Kyler feels more comfortable with Brown because think about it. I don't see the adjustment period um, with Brown's arrival because of that connection. So I think that that's where the league is going towards and they want to make the quarterbacks feel as comfortable as possible. And that's also for bringing in a familiar foe so, um, or a familiar teammate. So that's how I look at it. So I'm not mad at the, you know, you looking at those dynamics and saying that they're a loser. I could respect it. But, um, yeah, that's how I look at it. Also, um, the Titans. I don't think they're a loser. I don't. Honestly, I think they still as where they was before. When I look at their division, I look at how um, their division is still winnable. I'm not really fully, fully, fully sold on the Colts. I still think the Colts... They got better. The Colts got better from Carson Wentz. I'm not a Carson Wentz guy, so they clearly got better. But um, I still got to see it for Matt Ryan. Is it a situation where he's in a new scenery and he gets a Tom Brady boost? New scenery, new performance. I'm better all of a sudden. Does he get that, that type of veteran boost in a new situation? We'll have to see. The Jaguars, hello. I mean, the Jaguars are the Jaguars. They're going to continue to be the Jaguars, um, hopefully with some improvement, but they still are the Jaguars. I still think that division is that division is winnable. I still think Traylon Burks could be a plug-in player that arguably I'm calling the best player in this draft outside of Jameson Williams, could arguably be number one. So does he give that production? And a team that wants a football, regardless to the fact with Derrick Henry, and now you not got another dude in Ante Freeman, I still think they are 
around the same vicinity. So that's the only critique that I would give. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting to see because honestly, man, like the reason I'm so down on the Titans is Ryan Tannehill. And I know like it's tough because they couldn't really trade him because that contract is just brutal. But man, like last year was their year. And I know that's crazy because Henry wasn't healthy, but literally Cincinnati, like they literally had them right where they wanted their defensive line, kind of like the Chargers. Like I still don't know how they lost that game. Their defensive line dominated the Bengals in that game. And Ryan Tannehill just gave it all away. And I don't know if Derrick Henry is going to be healthy next year. Like he didn't look healthy in the playoffs. It's a bad injury. We know how running backs deteriorate. Christian McCaffrey, like, have we seen him since he got that contract? Has he been on the field since he got that contract at all? I think his ability just vanished as soon as he signed it. Like that's a concern for Tennessee. Um, and yeah, I just think AJ is a huge loss, man. Like, I, I, he, I think he's an elite wide receiver and, uh, he helped Tannehill out a lot. Obviously Julio Jones, things didn't really work out there. I like the addition of Robert Woods. I, I'll mention that. Uh, I like John Robinson. Like he's, he's a, a smart general manager, but I think the AJ loss could count them and like, not going to lie. Like, I'm, I don't know what to do with the Titans as of now. We still have time, but I, I tend to give the, the Colts the slight edge. I still think the Titans are in play for winning the division. You actually made my argument even better. I forgot about Robert Williams. That guy catches everything but COVID. But he's another guy who's coming off an ACL. Like, like these guys are old, you know? They're coming off the ACL injury. We'll see how, you know, he fares and shares. But in today's modern day of technology, I expect to see him at some point still producing whatever that point is. And like I said, don't sleep on Traylon Burks, bro. I think Traylon Burks is going to be a guy that we look at and say, okay, maybe he's not better, but right there in the same vicinity of A.J. Brown, if not better than A.J. Brown, who knows? I'm not going to cap that ceiling on that side of being better than A.J. Brown. Um, and also, I'll leave it there. And you got the coach. That's the be-all end for me. Mike Vrabel's still there. And man, just one coach of the year. So he can coach. Let's see if he coaches his ass off this year. I do believe that he needs to with this team. And I think he will. But um, yeah, that wraps up our winners and losers of the offseason, the NFL offseason. Can you dig it? Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Gentlemen, I know y'all not getting tired of watching In the Huddle over and over again. So like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm out. Peace.